You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 156. Today, our special guest is Henrietta Denel. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kathy. Lovely to be here with you. You are very welcome. And can you give us the two-minute talk about where you're from and why we should be listening to you? Yes. So um, I am basically a strategic business coach, and I work with female entrepreneurs to help them attract more clients. I am based in London in the UK, and I know obviously you're in Australia, so it's millions of miles between us. (laughs) But this is why I love having these conversations, because, you know, with technology, everything's become so much easier. We get to connect with people from all over the world. And I think this is why I'm so passionate about what I do, because with what I do, I work internationally. And it is just so lovely to connect with people from all regions and all aspects of the world, no matter what they do or what niche they're in. Fantastic. And for our American audience, we sort of do the whole zigzag. So yeah, it works perfectly. And as we were discussing before we went on camera about the different time zones, and quite often with my American guests, I have to record very early in the morning. And today I'm recording sort of later in the afternoon. So it's a nice change. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) All right. So let's get on to what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about Four business strategies to attract more clients consistently, and we all need those consistent clients. So what would you suggest is our first step to getting consistent clients? Yes. Okay. So if I can just quickly share something with you before we go into the steps, it's very much just to explain why there are four strategies in order to attract clients. Basically, if you wake up one day and you go into your kitchen, you decide, right, today I'm going to put a chicken in the oven, I'm going to bake a cake, put a turkey, you know, in the other oven. Oh, let's make some pancakes. Let's make a pot of curry and let's just do an apple pie while I'm at it. Now, most people, when they hear this, they would go like, well, that's just crazy. Nobody would do that in their kitchen all at one time. And yes, that's true. But in business, that's what we do. We do so many things and try and do so many things all at once. And that is the biggest mistake we can all do because our focus are limited. And when we go out there, it just creates a mess. It creates overwhelm and we don't get any results at the end of the day. So this is why the four strategies I think is so important. It's not about doing everything. It's about scraping things off your plate sometimes and just focusing what is aligned with you and what you need to do to attract more clients. Which brings me then to the first strategy. The first strategy is the visibility strategy. The visibility strategy is all about obviously what you're doing to put yourself out there to become more visible. But again, it's not about doing everything. If you think of a pyramid almost, in order to explain this, at the bottom of the pyramid is your website. These days, it's very easy to create a website or you can do it yourself. 
But what so many people do is they create a website and then they hide behind it because they're too scared of becoming a little bit more visible or putting themselves out there. Then along came social media. That's the next step on the pyramid. So social media made it so much easier for us to connect internationally, but also to start doing Facebook lives, Instagram lives, to create Facebook groups. So that's another way for us to become visible. So for most of us, that kind of pushed us a little bit more out of our comfort zone to start doing that. But again, when it comes to social media, it's not about doing everything. I always suggest that you choose one or two platforms that's aligned with you, where your clients hang out, and then only stay consistent with that. Don't add on more platforms unless you have a huge team already helping you, but only stick to one or two platforms. Yes, we see that so often, don't we? We see people that are following people that are a lot further down the journey than they are, and they go, well, they're on everything. I've got to be on everything but they didn't start on everything. So just get consistent and get good at one platform before you try to add to others. And definitely a lot of people are bypassing the website step. But as we know recently with Facebook going down, that is a really big problem. So make sure that you do actually have a website because people expect you to. Real businesses have websites from micro businesses right up to huge businesses. They all have websites. So if you don't have that website, you haven't got somewhere to send people because social media can be notoriously hard to search. So you need to make sure that you do actually have a website and somewhere that people can be sent. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so important. Always having that platform for yourself, your own platform that you can control and manage is super important, especially with what happened with Facebook recently, as you've mentioned. Just taking the next step up from that pyramid that I explained, above then social media comes being featured and public speaking. So that's another way of going out there and becoming more visible. And I mean, you know, even what we're doing here, this this is basically seen as public speaking. But public speaking is not just anymore where you're standing in front of a stage in front of thousands of people. It's very much evolved into online as we know it. So when you do Facebook lives, when you go and you do YouTube videos, all of these kind of things have evolved into public speaking. But what you are getting, what's helping you with your visibility is when you get featured, you basically get placed in front of other audiences where they get to learn from your expertise and then also get to connect with you. So that is another great way to get visible. Then you're actually leveraging off somebody else's audience. And it's also generally that they're saying, hey, you're really good at this. This is why I've brought this person on. So that then gives you the social proof as well. Exactly, exactly. Then at the pinnacle of the pyramid, which is where we finish, this is where you need to think about applying for awards. So if you're a business owner, you need to think about applying for awards because that gives you amazing credibility. It also shows that you are an expert in what you're doing, but the PR opportunities that comes from winning awards is phenomenal. So, you know, when you look at this whole pyramid, starting with websites, social media, getting featured, public speaking, and then awards, if you look at that pyramid as a whole, Again, like I said, it's not about doing everything. Start at the bottom and work your way up. Even if you just start with a website and social media, again, social media, only one or two platforms. Build on that. Get creative with it. Stay with it. And then as you start growing, then start looking at being featured, public speaking, and then start applying for awards. Again, you don't have to do everything, but it's a good way of looking at becoming more visible and sticking with it. It's not about adding more things onto your plate. It's just sticking with what you have and amplifying it once it's starting to work for you. Yes, and that's so true, making sure that you do amplify what you're doing because quite often people have this beautiful website, they've had it built or they've built it themselves and then they do nothing with it. 
They don't let people know it's there. And if you don't do anything with it, Google's going to say, are you still there? Are you in business? And they're going to send you less traffic, which will mean you'll get less traffic, which means you'll get less traffic and it becomes a spiral. So make sure that you are amplifying the opportunities that you do have. Yes, exactly. So from the visibility strategy, that kind of beautifully leads on to the second strategy, which is the attraction strategy. So when we talk about the attraction strategy, it's very much about what you're putting out there that attracts potential clients to you. And the thing that you put out there is basically the content. So we all know that we need to create content to put it out there in order to attract people to you. But what kind of content are you putting out there? How consistent are you? And in what format are you putting that content out there in order to get people curious, to get people to really lean in and come to you and say, oh my gosh, Kathy, this is amazing. Let me go and check her out and see who she is and what she's all about. So the content that you're putting out there, again, can be in any kind of form, not just on social media. We're talking about your content, whether it's in a blog form, podcast or videos, or even through your email list. But here's the thing. I see so many people, again, trying to do everything. They want to do blogs. They want to do podcasts. They want to do videos and they want to grow their email list, which is all okay if you can. But I haven't seen one single person, a solo entrepreneur in particular, who's been able to do all of it and stay consistent. So when you're just starting out or when you're just in your business on your own, be very careful not to try and do everything. As a big example, I'm not a big blogging fan. I can't sit in front of a computer and write forever. That is not my strength. But conversations, oh my gosh, I can do that forever. So I created my podcast and that's how my content is going out there. And I love doing videos. So obviously I do YouTube videos as well. And then I grow my email list. But the reason I'm saying this is I only started with my email list. Then I added onto that through my podcast. Then I added onto that through the YouTube channels. So the content that you're putting out there doesn't have to be on all of these platforms just yet. Start with the one, grow it, amplify it. And then when you start getting help in your business, then think about another platform. And again, it's not about creating new content. It's always about repurposing the existing content you have then into other multiple platforms. And again, obviously repurposing it into social media. So when I talk about creating content, the most important thing is what I call the three C's. First, you're going to have clarity about what content you're going to create that you're going to put out there. This is going to help you then with your commitments. So once you have clarity, the second C is commitment. You're going to be so much more committed to show up and to put your content out there. And the last C is consistency. Oh my goodness. Everybody talks about consistency. And if you haven't applied consistency yet in your business, you have to start because it's really going to leverage and help you grow your business but you've got to start somewhere and you've got to start being more consistent, especially with your content. Yes. And that is so true. You see so many people that get really excited about something. They start a blog or a podcast and something like that. And then after five episodes, you're going, where is it? It's gone or five articles and people get really excited and then they stop. So you really need to do something that is in your zone of genius. So I don't particularly like video. So my lives are not as consistent as they should be, but I would much rather write. So it's interesting how different things appeal yeah. to different people. So yeah, I can sit and write all day and, and that's storytelling is one of my things. I like that. But doing it face to video, especially when there's nobody else there, as you do on a live, because you've got the people watching you, but you can't always see them. So yeah, you just got to do what is in your zone of genius and what works for you. And like you say, start with one thing, master that, and then go from there. 
And if you are doing podcasts or videos, remember to get them transcribed because you can then use that to have your blog post written. So it might be a case of you writing it, might be a case of a VA or an assistant. And that's a good way to repurpose your content as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And and you nailed it on the head. It's about doing what you enjoy doing. That's the most important thing. Because if you don't enjoy writing like I do, I oh gosh, I'll just be banging my head against the wall. <laughs> so yes, do absolutely what you enjoy doing because that's where the clarity, commitment, and the consistency is going to come from. So leading from the second strategy, now we're going to the third strategy. So as I'm going through these strategies, I just want to share with the audience, think about it as going through a circle, okay, starting clockwise. So we started with the visibility, we moved to the attraction, and now we're going to the relationship strategy, which is so important. I find that the relationship strategy is one of those things that people only tap into, but they don't really focus on it. The relationship strategy is one of actually the most important strategies, because if you can build true, authentic relationships with people, if you can communicate with people, it is really fundamental for your business. And when I say communication, everybody thinks this, what we're doing here, having a conversation. But here's the thing. We, from a young age, get taught how to talk but we never get taught how to listen. And I think this is so important. If you have a true conversation with somebody, it's not about just, you know, blaring at them and talking nonstop. It's about listening to them. And I find that once you listen to your audience, everything changes for your business. One of my mentors actually said, he said, remember, people will only buy from you once they feel understood, not when you feel understood. And I found that so valuable because when it comes to having a conversation with a potential client, and obviously I'm not talking about selling or pitching or those kind of things, but I'm talking about a conversation to sell. You have a true authentic conversation with a potential client and you lead them through this conversation whereby they can make an educated decision to buy from you or to work from you. It's not about selling or pushing them in a corner or pitching or making them feel awkward or making yourself feel awkward. It's a true authentic conversation. And this is something that I absolutely feel so passionate about because it's so powerful. When you know how to have a proper conversation with your potential client, you can have such a high conversion and you can convert a lot more clients. But it starts off with listening first, building that relationship, and then having that conversation. Because they say that we have two ears and one mouth. And we should use them in that order. But most of us don't. Most of us just wait our turn to butt in and then say what we want to say. And the other thing I like what you said there was about letting them buy. It's not about selling. It's about educating them on the solution you have to fix their problem and letting them buy. But if you don't offer up that solution and let them know that you have it, they can't make the choice to buy. Exactly. And I think this is a little bit of a sticking point for so many people because they go like, yes, I can become visible and yes, I can put content out there. But then as soon as they come to the relationship strategy, they go like, how do I sell? And this is where everybody's got this kind of sense of feeling. It's like, oh, but I don't want to be pushy and I don't want to be sully and I don't want to push people in the corner because that's not who I am. And that's okay. But what is your strategy? What is it that you have in place in order to have a conversation with people? And I think this is what's so powerful because once you do that, you're on a roll and you can have a lot more conversions. You can have a lot more clients, but you've got to do it authentically and you've got to know what that strategy that is aligned with you in order to do that. 
Yes, you definitely do. And you have to do it your way. So Mm -hmm. if you're a big, vibrant person, then that's how you do it. If you're a more quieter person, but if you're trying to push yourself into the opposite of what you are, unless you have a lot of practice at it, it's not going to come across authentically. And especially now with our world getting so much smaller, people have got so many more opportunities. They've got so many more choices. So you need to make sure that you're being true to you or it's just not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this leads us to the last strategy, which then completes the circle because the last strategy is your transformation strategy. Now the transformation strategy completes then going back to visibility and I'll explain why in a second. The transformation strategy is really the packages or the services that you are offering to your potential clients. But it's not just about offering them a service. It's about being clear about what it is that you're offering. It's about creating that package in such an enticing way that when you talk to people about it, they're going to lean in and say, Kathy, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yes, please. When can I start working with you? See, because sometimes we know or we think we know what it is that we're offering our potential clients. But because we don't have that clarity from the onset, we can't verbalize that to potential clients. And if we can't verbalize them, well, how are they going to have clarity in order to understand what it is that they're getting from you? So that clarity of what you are offering needs to come from you, number one. But at the same time, it's about creating this enticing package with so much structure, whether it's a method, whether it's a system, a program, it doesn't matter. But it needs to be so enticing with clarity in a system that the audience can see the value that you're adding. And this always comes hand in hand with people will saying, well, you've got to raise your prices. Well, how do I raise my prices? Look at your package, get clear about what it is that you're offering. And then from there, what value can you add? That value that you add in addition is what makes you rise your prices. So I always say to people, when you look at these four strategies, start with your transformation, get clarity on that first, bring it up, entice it, you know, make it so valuable that when people look at it, they go like, well, that's a no brainer. I'm happy to pay this price for it because I can see what I'm getting. Hmm. And then you work backwards through the strategies. But if you don't have clarity in your transformation, you're not going to know how to build relationships and what you're going to sell. You're not going to know what content to put out there in order to attract people to what the end result is that you're offering. And you're not going to know what to do in order to become more visible. So my suggestion is start from last, (laughs) work with the transformation (laughs) strategy and work your way back. But the good thing with the transformation strategy is once you have clients who've gone through your program or experienced your service, they're the ones who's going to come back to you time and time again. They're the ones who's going to talk and tell the world about you, give you amazing reviews, which then again enhances your visibility strategy. So in a circle, they just all meet each other and they work together but you've got to put one element into each of these strategies in order to start working for you. Like I said in the beginning, it's not about doing everything. No. It's just about looking at each of these strategies, implementing one element into each of them that is aligned with you, and then go for it. Absolutely. And I think that's sometimes where people go wrong is they hear a strategy like this and they say, it's got so many parts in it. Where do I start? Well, you just start somewhere. It really doesn't matter terribly where you start as long as you start somewhere work on that and then add the next bit in. It's a problem if you never start. So you need to make sure that you are clear and do have a plan and do actually implement because we can talk and dream and will and look at the law of attraction. But if we don't do the law of doing, it's definitely not going to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. Well, that's really good. So do you just want to do a quick recap on what those four strategies were? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the first strategy is your visibility strategy. So as I'm saying this again, the audience, imagine it going around in a circle. So I'm going to do this in what they say military style. So at 12 o'clock, we've got your visibility strategy. At three o'clock, there is your attraction strategy. So again, that's the content you're putting out there. The three C's, clarity, commitment, consistency. Then at six o'clock, we have your relationship strategy, obviously thinking about what you're putting in there in order to have a conversation with somebody in order to convert them into a client. And then at nine o'clock, we obviously have your transformation strategy. And your transformation strategy is what it is that you're offering, that enticing package In order to have clarity on it, you need to possibly go back and revisit your packages and then obviously verbalize that. And then that leads us back to 12 o'clock, which is your visibility strategy. Fabulous. So if the audience have liked your strategy and liked what they're hearing, how do they find you? Yes. So I just have my website. So I'm available at henriettedarnell.com. You can find me there. And also I'm on Instagram at the handle Henriette Darnell and also on LinkedIn at Henriette Darnell. So I made that very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. Now we're at the stage of the podcast where I get to ask you five questions. Are you game? Please. Yes, go for it. Okay. What is the best advice given to you by a mentor? I have to say it's the one I mentioned here. It's about when you have a conversation with an ideal client, they will only buy from you once they feel understood, not when you feel understood. So that's why I share it in here in the podcast, because that was one of the things that really stuck. And that has led me to have amazing clients as soon as I learned how to understand them. Excellent. And we all want to feel understood, don't we? Oh, yeah, very much so. What is the biggest help you have received since starting your business? Oh, my goodness. I have invested in so many coaches and mentors since I started my business, and it was one of the best things I could have ever done. But you know what? I'm going to be a little bit personal here and say my husband has been my biggest fan, and he's been my biggest supporter since I started my business. You know, there are days where I was just like, I'm just going to go stack shelves now in a grocery store. This is this is crazy. Nothing is happening in my business. What am I doing? And he's the one who's like, no, you've got them this far. You've done so well. So keep going at it. So I'm going to be a little bit personal and say he is my biggest supporter and he's the one who's helped me the most in my business. Fabulous. And I think we've all had those times in our business. And I think if we don't, we're probably not actually doing it right. (laughs) It's true. We all hit a couple of rock bottom moments, but it's how we get up again and keep moving forward that counts. Yes, so true. What is the one thing that you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. First thing in the morning, I've got to do yoga and I've got to meditate. The reason for that is if I don't meditate in the morning, my day feels like it is a mess. I have to start with meditation and exercise. That is (laughs) non-negotiable. It's always first thing on my calendar. (laughs) Fabulous. What is your favorite business book and why? My favorite business book actually is the one from Seth Godin. This is marketing. I love that book because when I started my business, I didn't have a clue about marketing. I knew everybody was talking and I knew what this word kind of meant, but I had no clue. And then when I read this book, it just opened up everything for me. And I was like, this is it. This is making so much sense. So that by far is still my favorite. Excellent. And interestingly enough, we haven't actually had that one in all our episodes. So there you go. Oh, no, definitely. It's worthwhile to read. Excellent. And what do you wish you had known when you started out? This is a big one. Okay, so you know when everybody starts a business, we have this idea like we're going to have this baby, it's going to be happening, we're going to do this, it's going to help us with financial independence. 
The one thing nobody teaches us when we start a business, it's not about just learning how to run and start a business. What you actually sign up for is a lot of self-development. And this is something I wish I knew from the beginning. Because once you sign up for a business, actually what you do is you sign up for so much self-development because you've got to go through that process of learning more about yourself, developing as an individual, only once you can take that and implement it in your business. But so many people don't realize that the self-development part is the most important part when you start a business. And so many people shy away from that, shy away from doing courses or learning or signing up with coaches because they feel that's not important. I need to focus on my business, but actually that's the wrong way around. Develop yourself first. What you learn, you can then implement in your business and your business will only grow from there. So that is the one thing that nobody taught me in the beginning. And I wish I knew that from the start. Absolutely. How many times do you hear of people that have spent years in tertiary education only to say that they learned more in the first six months of their business? Absolutely. And that's the thing. That is the key. I mean, for me personally, you know, in all the years I've been working in corporate, yes, I've had amazing opportunities and amazing life then, but I didn't learn as much about myself as I've done now through running my own business, which is just the most amazing journey to go on. Yes. And I think the other point there is it is a continuous journey. So you do have to keep that self-development up because each time you get to a new level, then you need to learn a little bit more and pivot and switch around sometimes as well. So yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with pivoting. There's nothing wrong with switching around. It's just another part of a journey that you're taking on. It is. And sometimes it's a cha-cha. So you need to step sideways or step backwards a little bit. So just be clear on where you want to go and how you want to go. And yeah, if you've got to go backwards a little bit, sometimes that's not such a bad thing. No, not at all. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Henrietta, for your time. We really appreciate that. And we'll put all your links in the show notes so that people can find you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really hope this was of value to the audience. And thank you so much for the opportunity to share it with you. You are very welcome. And I'm sure it is. And SBT audience, enjoy your journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.